guys and welcome to another episode of Tea Talks with Kuru, where you get to listen to some pretty good book reviews while also learning more about one of the most famous beverages in the world, tea. I'm your host, ex-Kuru, and today's book takes us all the way back to steampunk Victorian era, um, and it's full of prideful heroines and sexy vampires, but more on that in a minute. So our tea of today is actually this Japanese green tea called Genmaicha and it's a blend of a bangcha green tea and roasted brown rice. So a really uh, unique combination here. Bangcha comes from the time of the year the leaves are harvested. It has a nutty, slightly sweet flavour and has a yellowish colour. Genmaicha contains catechins and has antioxidants. Um, and it also has anti-inflammatory properties to help protect against cellular breakdown. So it's a really useful tea, really helps protect your body and all of that. Now our book today is um, Kiss of Steel by Beck McMaster. Kiss of Steel starts off with us meeting our protag, Honor Todd, or Honor as she's suitably nicknamed. Now Honor, she's a former middle class lady, however no. Due to a string of unfortunate events, she and her two younger siblings have descended into poverty. Honor and her sister Lena are working to support both themselves and their sick brother Charlie. Lena is um, a seamstress, so she mends clothing, and Honor helps young ladies improve their speech. She's um, a finishing tutor at this school. Now, because of her highest status job, she requires... Um, her clothing from when her, she was a middle-class lady. So that creates some tension between the sisters, Lena, um, con- in contrast to Honor's put-together, maintained image of a well-to-do lady. Lena has these stiff, starchy, very drab clothing that she has to wear because she's a seamstress. So her appearance really doesn't matter for her to get the job done. And her hands are usually nicked with scratches from the needle, etc., because it's a very uh, laborious task. So there's some contention there. Some th- other things to note, this book takes place in an alternative steampunk Victorian era London, and here the upper nobility, uh, called the Echelon, usually infect themselves with a vampirism virus. It grants them enhanced abilities at the cost of their lives. So they'll get an extended lifespan, but usually when they reach the end and they call this period of time they fade that's where their body begins to rot and though they had this prolonged period of time the end is very very gory etc um their hair starts to fall out they get really pale and they basically turn into a vampire however the process of being infected and then surviving that up until they fade that time period there is called that time period there they'll be called a blue blood no, unless you're nobility, if you survive this transition with the vampirism virus, from human to blue blood, you're gonna either end up as a pet to a noble blue blood, or as a night stalker, which is basically their version of the army or police. Now, all this really ties in nicely to when you are read the story and you see honor and whatnot. And the other protag, somebody honor meets later on, is Blade whose actual name is Henry Rattinger, who and you learn that piece later on in the book, close to the end. Now, he is the head of this of the slums in this steampunk London era, where 
uh, Honor is staying with her siblings. And he runs a gang, and this gang oversees the people, ensures that they're fed, they're protected, or whatnot. And his um, area, for lack of better words, is outside the reach of the echelon. Now, a bit of background about Blade. Blade is um, a rogue blue blood. So he survived the transition into a blue blood with the vampirism virus. But instead of uh, following the normal route of becoming either a night stalker or a pet for nobility, he escaped. And Honor and Blade actually have something in common in that they have reason to hate one of the noble ho- vampire houses, one of the noble blue bloods um, called Vickers. And Honoria was harassed by Vickers. Uh, previously, her family had um, a patron, the House of Cain, and then it changed to Vickers. But Vickers used to really harass and bother Honor a lot, used to threaten her and um, make fun at make fun of the fact that she was human and make light of the fact that he could kill her easily. He and the reason that Vickers became patron of her family was because her father, Artemis, he was working on a cure to try and either stop or completely reverse the infection of vampirism because as usual uh the fear of that was still there for the blue bloods. Now Honora is really, really smart. She worked with her father on this. And because, but while, while working for Vickers to try and fix this, at um, the institute, I believe it was called, they uncovered how really heinous the um, conditions were. These test subjects that they found, they were people from the lowest of low, people who had nowhere else to go, who probably exchanged in their lives just for a little bit of coin. There were addicts, blood trials, all that sort of thing. So it was really heinous, and then Atomos, he really grew to hate the Blue Bloods, and he kind of started to get this humanist incentive that maybe they should um do what they did in France, which was so a lot of the um events in Kiss of Steel are modeled after historic events. So in this case, Britain is this colony, the nobility or the royalty is uh, all Blue Bloods. Um, this is true for the rest of the world, uh, the different colonies, some of them are like werewolves, they, but they aren't called werewolves, they have this really cool uh, German name, I believe, Wolverfen or something, so Wolverfen. Um, and in France, the whole um, beheading of all the nobility, that French Revolution, that is the equivalent in this Victorian steampunk era, that uh, in France the humans rose up because of the uh, because of how they were treated and they beheaded most of their nobility if not all. So uh, Artemis was trying to protect his family. He found he and Honora found out about all the circumstances in the institute and then he sent her to get his diaries with all his research at the institute and then to run with her family and. If he didn't meet them at that point, um, assume he's dead and they'd have to find a way to, you know, get away. So that happened. Uh, she did end up in the institute, but then she, the guards found her, so she couldn't um, escape with the diaries. She went back for her father's diaries, but also for her own research, because Honora in and of herself is also very smart and also made her own notes and uh, jottings on the research her father did, because she helped him. Uh, so she hid it in this um, grave that is actually a really important point later on. 
so it has a lot the plot is really intricate but i really enjoyed it it was probably one of the best steampunk um novels i've ever read and i do enjoy this uh genre i, I do enjoy this particular genre honestly um so honor and blade their pride and their stubbornness clash a lot it clashes a lot and it's really cool to see how they go about like giving and taking in their relationship and how it builds up i did not like Anna most of the time in the book and that's okay she's still a really great character really well written especially for a lady of that time period um she was well protected she did not go around without any type of protection she had this ring that could poison somebody with um i think it was hemlock I'm not quite I don't quite remember the poison but yeah she, so she had this poison ring and she also had this pistol that could um shoot rounds that exploded and it was really cool so even though she knew that she was at a disadvantage with all these different types of creatures she still proved that she could protect herself which was really cool um aside from that you get to meet some really witty characters you also get to see a lot of um cool robots with like you get to see steampunk animations um for guarding or maybe firepower it's really cool and you also have this horseless carriage that i thought was really um inventive as well so there were a lot of really cool aspects to explore in this book honor is very prideful she's very stubborn she's very smart um but she's also very loyal to her family and she's within right initially to be wary of blade and his agreement or whatnot because when they first meet it's for blade to tell her that well she's been here for 6 months and she needs to you know he need, he's just warning her that pretty soon everybody there will realize she's not under his protection and she'll be free game so they come to a kind of unsteady agreement that she would help him speak because she's a finishing tutor she'd help him like in his words and what not because blade is um illiterate and in return he'd protect her and really this is just a whole scheme because blade actually he did a background check on her he already knows that um she's there under an alias so what not and eventually she finds out and she's angry and that was really <laughs> that was really funny to read um what else oh uh, for blade the reason he doesn't like vickers and the reason he hates him and wants revenge on him is because when he was a uh, younger him and his sister emily they were in poverty and then she emily caught the eye of vickers and she became his child no child is a blood servant and retained for protection and um being well taken care of they give their blood to uh somebody uh exclusively So that was the relationship between Emily and Vickers. Um it the way it's written it implies that Vickers was in love with Emily at some point and he Vickers thought uh probably to entertain himself because he thinks he's superior to humans. He infected Blade and Blade ended up surviving. However, it wasn't um he didn't uh really it, it was bittersweet even though he won that fight with the infection because Emily at that point she was addicted to the feel of being a child 
and of getting um, her blood sucked out of her and then she demanded to see her brother. So Vickers threw her in with Blade who was on the cusp of um, Felisa coming to the bloodlust and the hunger and he ended up draining his sister dry and Vickers blamed him which it wasn't his fault, it was Vickers' fault and that was the point of contention between the two of them. So we have these two people who have a reason to hate Vickers, a very, very legitimate reason. And they only find out that they both have that common um, reason to hate him really later on. If they, did, if they had like spoken about that earlier, it, a lot of misconception could have been avoided. You also get to meet um, Leo, I believe it is. So House of Cain was uh, Artemis', Artemis's um patron before and you find out that the heir to that house is actually Honoria's half-brother and he is a right asshole up until the point where he actually you know gets over himself and helps his sister um and it's and you there's a little uh, plot twist there that gets revealed at the end I I won't spoil that one um and then you also find out that Charlie's sick with that same vampirism virus and eventually Honoria realizes that she can't she can't help him the, she can't get him the help that he needs so she goes and she confides in Blade and he comes and he helps them so that was nice and it also helped Honoria to see that Blade wasn't like all the other blue blood she'd ever met because the only point of reference she had was Vickers who was just horrible to her and then her half-brother, who would much rather try to secure his claim to his house than be associated with her. And I think that was a really nice dynamic. Um, what else? Aside from all of that, it's a really, it's a really cute story, honestly. Um, it's a really nice way to pass the time. You could finish it in one sitting or maybe over two or three. And it's a really nice insight into this whole steampunk animatrons kind of thing. And I mean, it, it has fantasy in it as well, so I don't see what it, what there isn't to love about it, honestly. And that concludes today's episode. So you can find this episode along with others on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the, Acla- the Acast platform. Sorry. Uh, if you like this episode and feel so obliged, give me a follow at Kuro. And if you have books you'd like reviewed or that you'd like to review with me, send me a message at Kudo on Instagram or at my email on the same handle. Until next time!